0: It's going to be a little bit different today. <laughs> I remember when I was here, it was maybe a couple of years, Jay, when after the morning service, we had a uh, lunch. And during that lunch, one of the sisters says to me, uh, my daughter wants you to marry them, her and her fiancé. I said, okay, well, well, it's okay. We we can talk about it. I'll do it, yes. She says, no, no, no. My daughter wants you to marry them. "Uh, Okay, we'll talk about the details in just a little bit. You know, we have lunch right now. Our daughter wants you to marry them right now. (laughs) I went, Scooter, is that okay with you? Is that the protocol? She says, no, no, no. We can do it. You have a marriage license? Yeah, we're prepared. (laughs) So I say, bro, Jay, you, you come help us over here. And he says, you're the craziest pastor I've ever seen. <laughs> Marry somebody just on the spur of the moment. And so we did it, and, 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 and so on and so forth. So today is going to be a little bit different. I want to visit with you a little bit about the um, New Year's resolutions. Walk through them together. And somebody wants scripture, it is all scriptural. So... Um, And then I want to visit with you a little bit of some of the things that we have been talking about. And then I'm going to ask some people to verbally bless other people. So if you are inclined to bless your wife, think about what you want to say. If you're inclined to bless another sister, think what you're going to say to that sister. If you are inclined, because I want to go sister to sister and and, and brother to brother. If, If a brother is inclined to bless another brother, think about what you're going to say. Uh, on the basis of what we talked about last week uh, of uh, kingdom talking. But let's walk through these uh, resolutions first. Uh, Love more and be more loving. Is that scriptural? Yes? We, we, We are supposed to grow in love like we're supposed to grow in grace. So one of the resolutions is, to love more and to be more loving. That is to say that not only am I going to love Jay more, but I'll be more loving toward him as well. There's a difference, yes? Uh, just because I love him doesn't mean I'm loving toward him. But in my whole attitude, to, to be more loving toward toward him as well. To love him and to to love him more and to be more loving. Uh, To lead more people to Christ. Is that scriptural? If there's anything scriptural that Baptists think about, it's about leading people to Christ. Uh, So, to lead more people to Christ, to be intentional, as we talked about last week, as we are even talking with people and imparting grace into their lives, that we would be intentional, looking to buy an opportunity for ourselves, as it says in Colossians, that... We be intentional about speaking and treating people in such a way that we get an audience. We can't save them. Only God can save them. But we, if we have an audience, this person, if I have an audience with her, she will listen to me intently and listen to what I have to say because I have earned an audience by the way I treated her, by the way I talked with her, the way I behaved toward her. And she says, there's something about this guy that I, 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 I want to hear about. Uh, if I treated her like dirt, she, she might listen because she wants she's polite and she's sincere. But she, psh, psh, one ear in, the other ear, ear out. So how do we make an atmosphere, a climate, not only in our church, but certainly out there, that when we come across people that are interested in hearing what we have to say? And I mentioned to you last week, and, and, and I'll mention to you many more times, uh, that when people, let me back out of that say this. The first one was loving, loving more and be more loving. Uh, it is my experience that as Christians, we love soft targets. The people that are easy to love. Yes? Is that true? That certainly is my experience. That people love the people that, they, that are nice to them. The pe- they love the people that maybe are of the same political party of, as they are. That maybe are the same race as they are. That say for the same social uh, 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 circles that they are. But hey, we need to love some people that maybe are not, uh, not lovable. People that we disagree with. People that we disagree with their lifestyle, even. We need to love them. Because it is our greatest privilege and greatest responsibility to expand the kingdom of God as we share with other people. And make opportunity for that sharing. Otherwise, they just blow us off. I had a friend. (laughs) I still have friends, okay? (laughs) It's just something of the the past. But a friend that lived here, he's moved away now. And he lived close to a pastor of a church. And that pastor would badger him concerning coming to to Christ. Every time. It was not that the pastor did things to earn an audience. Every time he saw him, he hammered him. So to my friend, the pastor was, Slightly obnoxious. So he didn't have an audience. And then he wanted to lead my friend in prayer. My friend says, I'll pray with him to get him off off my back. See, that's not what you want. You don't want to badger people such that they want to get you off their back. You you, want to be so kind to people that they want to invite you to to hear what you have to share because they're interested in the life that you have and that you have shown and the way that you have talked to them so lead more people to christ so that is easier said than done it it, it is a uh, it is a a spiritual art if you will to to attract people to hear the to hear the gospel now when you go into prison you have a captive audience that's easy but even if they're there they may just blow you off. They're there because they're expected to be there or whatever. They, and they may blow you off. But if you are kind to them, then maybe you, you have an audience with them. Uh, I have here lose weight. <clears throat> if, if your health will be better off losing weight. Oh, that's not true for everybody. Yes? Some people are too skinny. They don't need, need to lose any more weight. It will be detrimental to their health. It might blow, a hard wind blows and it might blow over. But if you think that your extra weight is detrimental to your health, I want to encourage you to do something about it. No judgmentalism. No pointing the finger. I need to lose some weight. But if, if you feel like you need to, I want to encourage you to do it. Because, my dear brothers and sisters, feeling good, Is a blessing, a blessing. Some of you are losing weight, and it's a blessing to me even. Because I know that feeling good is a blessing. And so if you do that, get fit, okay? As you get fit, you get stronger. You don't get hurt as easily fit. Uh, uh, Whatever you need to do to get fit. I don't know what it is. Uh, Walking, walking is an easy thing to do. Everybody can walk. Not everybody can run. I can't run anymore. I, I wish I could. I love running. And but uh, so, yes, get fit as, as best you can. Do whatever you can to increase your fitness level. Does that make sense? Now, some of you, you know, you don't have the time to walk for an hour and a half or two hours. How about walking in half an hour? Whatever. Okay. Feeling good, my dear brothers and sisters, is a blessing. And then sometimes we neglect ourselves, and then we go ask for prayer. Hey, do something about it. Okay. Uh, the other thing that we had here as a uh, New Year's resolution was uh, to, to focus on your, not focus as in not focus on anything else, but to zero in a little bit on your financial health that you the finances that God has given you, that you would be good stewards over it. Okay? Whatever that means in your life. If it means to get out of debt, if it means not to spend as much, whatever it means in your life, then I want to encourage you to do it. Because once again, that is a blessing. Um, It is a blessing not only to you, but it's a blessing to the kingdom of God, and it's a blessing to some of the people that walk down the street over here that are looking for a few dollars. And you say, oh, I, I wish I had some, but I don't have any. I'm actually, I'm in debt. But you, you, you want to give them 10 bucks, they're asking for five. You want to give them 10, but you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't do it. I want to encourage you. So it won't be only a blessing for you that you have more peace and joy in the sense of that you are not always behind the eight ball wondering, can I pay the bills this month? But, and, and some of you might not be able to do anything about it. But if you can, I want to encourage you to uh, walk more resolutely and boldly with the Lord. More resolutely and boldly. In other words, when you have an opportunity to share Jesus, share Him. Okay? You have you have been talking, you have been walking, you have been uh, uh, been nice to people. You have an audience. At some point, you got to talk about Him. At some point, it's, it's not anymore about just. Just being nice and just talking nice. At some point, you need to talk about Jesus. You have made now the opportunity. You have created an audience. And you got to talk so that they may know him too, whom you know. And then, this is maybe the least important of them all, to invite people to the church. To Walden Road Baptist Church. It's a good church. It's a loving church. It's a church that is hospitable. And in the word hospitable is the word ho- hospital. It, it is a hospital to many people uh, that need a little encouragement, that needs, uh, need a pat on the back, and so on and so forth. In Sunday school, yes. Oh, somebody please remind me of that. To be more generous. Christians should be the most generous people on the face of the earth. And yet, often, we are anything but. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Christians in general. Many times, we are anything but generous. Generous generous means, I'm not talking about sacrificial yet. That's a different story. I'm talking about generous. Sacrificial means you give and it hurts a little bit, or it hurts a lot. Generous means You just give off your overflow, but you don't be stingy about it. You give more. More than was expected. More than was required. More than more, more. Uh, This morning in Sunday school, I I mentioned that often as Christians, we want to hear something new. New. Um. Sometimes I wonder if God wants us to show us something new if what He has already shown us we haven't done. We haven't made the progress to the place where He wants to show us something new. We're we're still here. We haven't done the things He's asked us to do. We haven't done them as often as we should. So I compared... Uh, the Christian life a little bit with, you know, I told you I've been a tennis pro all my adult life, and uh, so I, I taught tennis, Shadis in Sunday school. Uh, so if this is the tennis court over here, oops, I better stay away from it. This is the tennis court over here, tennis court. This is the net here. And I asked somebody to hit the ball cross court, that means to hit the ball from here across the court to this corner over here. Not in the corner, but in the general area over here. Nobody can hit the ball in the corner. I don't care how good they are. They, they just simply can't do it. Nobody can hit the ball exactly where they want to hit the ball. Otherwise, nobody, nobody could beat them. If every time you hit the ball, you can hit it wherever you want to. They couldn't be beaten. It depends on what kind of ball you receive and so on and so forth. So the cross court is, is what they call in tennis a percentage shot. So this is a shot that you're going to practice like crazy, a lot. Because the net is lowest in the middle. It goes over the lowest part of the net. And the cross court is the diagonal of the court, so that's the longest part of the court. Yes. Okay, there you have it. So, all right. So I'll, I'll get my, my thingy out over here. <laughs> oh, technology. What a, what a lovely thing. So the net is whoops why is this thing okay that's the first time it, it has not this thing is not going anyways so why is the cross course such an important shot is because in the middle there the net is the lowest in the middle right there so you can miss only three ways I'm not trying to teach you tennis lesson I'm just making a comparison You can only miss three ways in tennis. You can miss uh, in the net, you can miss long, or you can miss wide, outside the line. Yes? Three ways. So if I give you the middle of the net where the net is the lowest, I give you a lower net, so less balls will go in the net. Does that make sense? Okay? I give you the diagonal, which is the longest part of the court, so you have more court to hit the ball into, so therefore you hit less balls long. And then I'm asking you not to hit too close to the sideline, so you don't miss too many balls. And you do that over and, over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And if you want to be any good, you do it a ton. So when I played, when somebody asked me growing up that uh, hit a thousand forehands crosscourt, I would go hit a thousand forehands crosscourt. That would be not a big deal for me. I count them one, two, three, and I can count to a thousand. So I can do that. Uh, th- that's so. But in Christian circles, when you ask people to do something a few times, or you teach on the same thing a few times, or you quote the same scripture a few times, people get tired of it. And this is what I tell my students that get tired. Because to hit the ball cross code, if you don't have the idea, where you are going and you don't have the insight as to what you need to be doing to get better, to hit the ball a hundred times cross court is boring. But if you know where your pro is taking you and you have a little bit of insight as to what you need to do to become a better player, this is not boring because you know this is going to make you better. So, Okay, I'm preaching now. So, if, if you hear the same scripture again and again, and, and you get bored with it, be careful. It might just be that God wants you to hear that scripture again. So you get better at it, at hitting that code. You may have to hit it a few more times, cross-code. You may have to hit that scripture another 50 times. Because as I was sharing in, in Sunday school, I've, I, 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 won't read, I won't read it. I'll just tell it to you quickly lest you get bored with me. Uh, this, you know, we went to a leadership summit. And one of the things that, that came out in the leadership summit was that there is a difference between motivation and inspiration. To motivate somebody or to inspire somebody. There is a difference. I don't want to just motivate you. Motivation means that somebody from the outside is trying to entice you to do something. Are you with me? Inspiration means that somebody from the outside puts something for you on the inside. So that now you're doing it from the inside out rather than from the outside in. Are you with me? So motivation is somebody from the outside is... Telling you a nice story, makes you some nice examples. You know, telling you a nice little story of somebody, what they did, and so on and so forth. And now you're motivated to do it. But it doesn't last very long. You know how often they motivate car salesmen? Every morning. Apparently, it didn't last. (laughs) Hey, how about inspiring them for once? That maybe it lasts a month. Every morning. So, uh, so I don't want to motivate you. There's plenty of preachers on television that motivate you. I want to inspire you. I want to inspire you to do what God is asking you to do. I'm visiting with you. I want to inspire you to do what God is asking you to do. My experience is this, that just like Jesus says, don't get tired of this scripture. We all need it, and it needs to be our own. We need to own it. We need to own it. It's a parable that Jesus teaches, just a simple parable. A simple parable that to me has an effect on people that counts like huge. His parable goes something like this. And I mentioned it last week. (laughs) It is on my mind because I see so few people do it. So you just blame it on God why he puts it on my mind so I can repeat it again. Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord and do not do the things that I say? Let me pause here just a little bit. I have often wondered how people on Sunday can jump and shout, raise hands, clap hands. I mean, if you see them, you're thinking, oh my goodness, these people are holy people. These people love the Lord. And when you see them during the week, brother Kevin, when you see them during the week, what happened with the Sunday experience? I thought thought when I saw you dance before the Lord. Who was that little sweetheart that was dancing with me? Where are you? There you go. Come come here for a second. So I can give you a kiss. You're good, sister. You're good. You're so beautiful. You keep dancing for Jesus, baby. So... Ponder the idea of why Jesus is saying, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say? You ponder that? I'm a ponderer. I I, I read a phrase in the scriptures, and I ponder it. Say, Lord, you know what what, what I'm pondering? In the dining room area, with the dining room table, I sometimes use it as a desk. (laughs) Not like I used to, but... (laughs) I just, little enough that I can clean it off within five minutes. <laughs> it used to be, it would be in, within five hours that I could clean up, but not anymore. Uh, I sit there, and I just—we have an atrium, so we have the dining room area, then we have the living room, and in between there is an atrium that is connected to the outside. Light comes in, and flowers are in there, and, 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 and plants are in there, and so forth. And then there's a tree over there. Uh, how do you call it? That they have little flowers, little flowers like this. But they come in big bunches. Um, I'll think of it in just a second. And I, and I sometimes, if the sun's coming up, the birds go crazy. And I sit there. And yeah, Sybil might still be in the bedroom or whatever, doing her quiet time. And I listen to the birds, and I look at the plants, and I'm pondering. Lord, what did you mean by that? And I pondered. Not this week. I mean, this week I pondered also, but about something else. But... In years past, I ponder, what does Jesus mean with that? Why do you call me Lord, Lord? Now, when you address Jesus with Lord, that means the maximum authority. There is no one bigger than Jesus. So when you talk to him about Lord, you are saying to him, Lord, you are the maximum authority in the universe. That's why when you address Jesus with Lord, it's with a capital L. Another with a small l. But then I wonder do we have the right idea of someone with the maximum authority? Because you see, in our culture, the culture that we're familiar with, even a king. Has no authority. The king of Holland. He has no authority. He is a figurehead. He is there for the ceremony. Are you with me? So sometimes I wonder. When we say Lord Lord. On Sunday morning. If he is just there for the ceremony. And during the week. Has <laughs> no authority. So why do you call me Lord then? If I'm not your authority. To me, this is what Jesus was asking. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? As if I'm the highest authority in your life. And you still don't do what I'm asking you to do. He couldn't have left it over there because he didn't. <laughs> Sometimes someone, He could have left it there and that would have been enough. But then he went to illust- illustrate it. Uh, and I shared this in sunni school, so if you heard it, you heard it, hear it again and you can hit another four hand cross code um, uh, he tells a, a parable that that really really spoke to me because the life that he is describing I want it I want it, but yet. I see lives that want it but don't have it. I give you the parable. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not things that I ask? Then he goes on to say, and this is on my mind, so if you've heard it already 10 times, hit the forehand cross code one more time. Uh, He who hears my sayings and does them, I will liken that person unto a wise man. (laughs) When Jesus likens you unto a wise man, that is like a big compliment. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Jesus says to you, I think you're a wise man. And he says, this is the one who hears the sayings of Jesus and does them. He says, I'm going to liken you unto a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And when the winds come and the rains come and the storms come and, they fl- and the floods come and they beat against that house vehemently. The King James, I like that, that particular version because it says it will not be shaken. The house will not Shake. Does that sound like a stable house to you? <laughs> now this is... So this is the first group. The group that hears what he says and does it. Then he says, but he... the that little word, but, you remember? That means there's a contrast coming. But he who hears my saying and doesn't do them. I will liken that person... And to a foolish person. I don't want Jesus to call me foolish. (laughs) This is not a compliment. I will liken that person to a foolish person who builds his house on the sand. And when the winds come, and the floods come, and the storms come, and beat against that house vehemently, great will be the fall of it. so, then my mind, (laughs) I'm weird, I told you. That my mind goes and says, okay, Lord, okay, okay. What does it mean that the winds come and they blow against the house vehemently? Because I'm thinking, this is a great storm. And like he told me, it's like for some people, it's like a flat tire. A flat tire and they go to pieces. Can you imagine if a real storm hits them, what would happen to that life? Illusions. <laughs> I mean, I can give you a thousand examples. Things that put us, that we go, we go to pieces, we lose it over oh, nothing. You wouldn't even call such a thing a storm. And yet, it is a storm big enough to make us go haywire. You want to give me another another example of a a storm that is not really a storm? Running Running late. Now, should you be on time? You should be on time. But being on time has never been a legal thing. It is, yes, it's a matter of courtesy, and it's a matter of these type of things. But when you are late, brother, coming, for example, uh, let's see here, I had an appointment this week, with a brother that I tried to connect with another brother. I was on the outside. And this brother whom I tried to connect with, this brother, this brother needs this brother. Right? And he was at least 15 minutes late. I want to say more, later than that. So that is, that is not right. But it was not legal. When it's legal, that means that the people that are affected by it, they go to pieces. This was not a storm to go to pieces about. We we graciously said, hey brother, no problemo, baby. Come on, let's 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 talk. So, coming back. So then these things are the the, the, the storm comes and hits this life, and because it was a life that heard what Jesus said, they went to the meeting. They went to Sunday school. They went to the small group. They went to the wherever, all the meetings. I know somebody who has been to meetings. That person, (laughs) I have to choose my words. I don't want to say he or she. (laughs) That person is 80 plus years old, has been to more Bible studies than I'll ever be able to go to, and yet... She treats people so casually, flippantly, nonchalant, we say. Nonchalant. Instead of caring for everybody, they care for me. They care for my friends. But they don't care for the people that are in the restaurant, the waiter or waitress. I just act like this. What is the Bible study for? We are having a Bible study in our home. Women's Bible study. One of the sisters says, oh, Pastor Kenny, I'm so sorry. I can't, I can't make it uh, uh, tonight. Uh, there's some family matters that I have to take care of. I say, of course you take care of the family matters. What are they going to think we teach you in this Bible study over here? That you're obligated to be at the Bible study? Or are we teaching you to take care of your family? So, two, two categories. The one that hears what Jesus is saying and does it. And the life is stable. A storm comes, it is not even shaken. Do you want an unshakable life? Or do you want a life that says, You hear all the things that Jesus is saying, but you don't do them. When that storm comes, your life is falling apart. Nothing stable about it when the storm comes. It just looks on the outside stable because the storm hasn't come yet. But when the difficulty comes, the trial comes, the the storm comes, the insult comes, then boom. What time is it? Oh, my gosh. Ah. I, 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 I got to go somewhere else. This is where I'd like to go. Last week, we talked about kingdom talking. Kingdom talking. That is to say that let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is u- good to the use of edifying, that it might minister grace. To the hearers. Another translation says that it might impart grace to the hearers. So I like them both. Not only am I going to suspend grace to Sherry, but I'm also going to impart grace in her. So the grace doesn't just touch her, the grace goes in her. Just by me, the way I talk to her, I am imparting grace. This is where I would like to go this morning with you. I wonder this morning, and I'll come to you. I'll take my microphone off here a little bit. I wonder this morning if there is a husband here this morning. That would like to impart grace to his wife this morning. Okay. Because I thought, hey, how long shall I wait? 15 minutes, 15 seconds. I'm coming, I'm coming back. Okay, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I see the hands going up. I get excited, brother. Yes. Stand up and impart it, brother. Talk to her. Don't talk, don't talk about her. Talk to her. Okay. Yes.
1: No, I just want to say that, uh, you know, I love my wife. No, no, no. And... Not my wife. okay. Oh talk to her you I Not
0: love her. that I
1: love my wife and uh I'm glad he's blessed us uh, during our our many years of marriage and uh it's just a blessing to see how we've God has blessed us and how we've grown together in Christ and uh, I just want to tell her that I love her and appreciate her support and uh you know there's ups and downs and and uh, how how the Lord has uh made those downs a lot less fewer and uh you know there's times that we've you know, split the house in half and, and she went one way and I went the other. And, and the, but now those times are, are short and, and, fewer. uh, fewer. And, and, uh, we just, uh, so want to thank God for just a, a wonderful wife and, uh, and for blessing us.
0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And it is obvious to us that I have known you for a few years, how God is working in your life. Very obvious. And it is an encouragement This is what encourages a pastor, what encourages a pastor when his flock is flourishing more and doing better. And it is obvious to us. So we praise God for you. I'm coming, brother. Brother Scooter. Speak to that mic. Okay. 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 Uh, I just want to say
2: publicly uh,
3: what a great blessing that you are to me. In my life, and uh, I thank God for sending you at a time that I needed you. And I love you. Amen. Thank you,
0: brother. Her testimony, her testimony to me is that she couldn't have asked for a better man. That's her testimony to you. So you don't. <laughs> I'm coming that way. I'm coming that way.
3: He's not available. Though. <laughs> no, no, sorry. <laughs> I must testify that, uh, that Scooter came to me, and he said, I, I want to marry your daughter. And I was looked at him, and I said, uh, do you understand she doesn't come cheap? <laughs> I said, if you want to marry my daughter, it's going to cost you something. I said, it's going to cost you three pigs and two cows. <laughs> And I'm still waiting for the cows in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know that he loves my daughter, yes. and I'm proud of him. It, and, it <laughs> Once yeah. they get a time. One they at a time. It takes time. <laughs> but I want you to know I'm getting older every day, Scooter. <laughs> but
0: I praise the
1: Lord for him.
3: Amen. 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 Amen.
0: Amen. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yes, Steve. You can sit down, brother. You can stand up either way. It's okay. I'm
3: going to... Because... Speak through here. Leela. I know that you know how I feel about you. And I've told you... I try to tell you and show you daily... how much uh, you mean. I want to say publicly you are outside of Jesus himself. You're the greatest blessing that God's ever given me. There's somebody that I watch and I, I see your faith and it shines so brightly and you lay down your life daily over and over and over, especially. You've always done it all through our marriage, but especially since uh, since I got sick. You have been an inspiration to me. The way you give, selflessly. And I am so grateful. Be called your husband. Amen. Amen.
0: We also have seen that, Steve and Leela. <clears throat> but I know that in the last few months she had to step it up. And we have seen that she has stepped it up. And we thank God. Thank you. Go ahead.
2: Well, Christina, I just want to say that. I love you, and I know that you know I love you. But as we were reading, as Ken was speaking, uh, the resolution that stuck out to me was to love more and to be more loving. Um, We've had, we've experienced storms within the five years of our marriage. And uh, it's just amazing to know that we cannot be shaken because Christ is the center of our marriage. And uh, But I am wanting to uh, just do more, to uh, love you more, and I want you to know that daily. I appreciate everything you do for me and for our children. Uh, the way that you lay down your life daily is uh, it's just an uh, inspiration to me to, to come home and love you and uh, just to be the best husband I can. Uh, I love you and I thank you for all that you do.
3: Amen. Amen. Thank you.
2: Somebody
0: over there. Okay. There we go. Kevin, I'm coming to you. And. I'm coming to came downstairs.
1: This is to my wife, Lolita. To understand, to to share some grace with you. First, I have to understand what grace is. And grace is God's unmerited favor. That means that we didn't earn it and we don't deserve it. With that said, you didn't earn it, you don't deserve it, but you got my love. (laughs) Regardless, I love you. Thank you for two wonderful years.
0: (laughs) I want you to know, Brother Kevin, she recorded it. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just, Just saying, just saying, just saying.
3: Gina, Gina, I want to just thank you that uh, even as a backslidden Christian as I was, God put us together, and I want to apologize that when you became a Christian, and the state I was in, I still didn't make your baptism, but that started me coming back to the Lord. And He's given us a blessed life, blessed kids, and uh, I wouldn't trade you for the world. I thank you for all the, all the unseen things that you've done, and how you've kept us together. And uh, just praise God for you. Amen. 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 Did I, Peter,
0: Peter. Okay, shall we walk over there? <laughs> Let's walk over there, brother. I want you to look in her eyes. I want you to look in her eyes.
4: So. You ask us to speak blessing
0: to her? Whatever, whatever. It's going to bless her.
4: Ah, because as I was thinking about it, I was thinking, you know, a wife can, can either lift a husband up or they can really bring you down. Yes. And I have a wife that lifts me up every day. Um, it was her physical beauty that brought my attention to her. And I think you're still beautiful every single day. Yes. But your inner beauty that I that over time, I got to see more and more of your service to uh, the children that are under our care. You're seeking the Lord and you building me up to seek the Lord. You know, you keep me on the right and you keep me focused and I can do nothing but continue to be a little bit ahead of you, so that I can lead you where God wants us to go. And so I thank you for um, allowing me to do that and trusting me enough to to lead you. So I love you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
0: Praise the Lord. I wonder now. Yo, okay, okay. I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to leave you out by, by any stretch. You want him to go first? Were you raising your hand because you were going to? I let you go first.
1: So far, all the men that had said what they had said is what I wanted to say.
0: Amen. Say it You're
1: anyways. beautiful. I wouldn't trade you nothing for the world. Nobody can replace you. You have my heart. And uh, you're definitely a Proverbs 31 woman. Take care of the home. And um, I can love you more. I know there's a lot of room. And... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy and I'm blessed to be with you. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: We officially heard it.
2: I knew I better raise my hand. <laughs> Bertha, I love you with all my heart, and I'd be lost without you.
0: woo Oh, yeah. I now I wonder if there would be a brother here that would... Okay, you, what you going to do? Bless a brother? Bless what? You're going gonna to bless your sister, okay? Okay. You got to speak through this mic though.
3: All right. So, uh, Celia, <laughs> I just want to thank you for being a, a best friend, best friend I've ever known. And we've gone through a lot of stuff together, and you've always been there for me. And I just want to want. I just want the Lord to keep that hunger and thirst that I see so much in you. That it just—it just so encourages me to to keep on going with God and never giving up. And and um, I just I just want God's grace to just follow you in all your life and all of His favor. And and Celia, so, yeah, I just want God to direct your life. And and that. That you will know that he walks with you each and every day. You're such a blessing to so many people. Thank you so much.
0: Amen. That's a friend for you. I I, I wonder if there's a brother over here that would want to bless another brother. Or a sister that would want to speak a blessing to another sister. Or a parent that would want to speak a blessing to another parent. Let me come this way. Um, or a child or or a son or a daughter wants to speak a blessing to,
5: uh, you want to speak to, I'd like to speak a blessing upon my mother. Um, we lost my mother, I was seven, but my mom has been married to my father over, over 34 years. She didn't have any children and she married him active duty military with five children. And that's just truly a blessing. And my father has been gone nine years now. But she has held the family together.
6: And I'm just grateful and thankful. I haven't been
5: home in like nine years. But,
6: you know, I call and I check on them. I've been to Houston and surrounding. But it's just great to be back home.
5: Amen. And I just want to thank you, Mom, for taking care of my siblings and just watching out over them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
0: We love your mom too here. We Every Sunday, I got to give her a hug. Yes. Yes. You know, they say a woman needs seven meaningful touches a day for her spiritual, mental, and, and physical health. I Sometimes I tell them, I'm doing my part, baby. I'm doing my part. Yes. 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 Anybody else? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Out of the... Mouth of children, blessings will flow. So we're coming over there, yes. Come on. Can you come a little bit closer? Sweetheart? Speak into the mic. Keep it close to your mouth. There we go.
7: Who um, are to m- talk to? Your mom or your dad? My mommy.
6: Okay. My mom, she's she, she been taking care of me and that. Um, she I love the way that she takes care of me, she feeds me, she she um helps me with my room sometimes and she helps me get dressed and that my mama she she been with me for a very long time and I like how she been taking care of me. I love you.
0: See what what I don't want us to do is to underestimate what a, a small child like that says, because as they are small like that, they are simply honest. Somebody older might ah fudge a little bit, but the smaller ones they are simply honest, and so uh, you want to hear what they have to say concerning anybody else. Bless a brother, bless a sister. Yes, who who a brother? Okay, okay. Is it, well? Speak it up? Speak, it up. No. speak it up. <laughs>
3: I can I can talk loud without
0: no, uh, the mic. Okay, okay. Say it loud enough for everybody to hear. Uh I'm thankful
6: for Hannah and uh Peter, everybody in this church and my
0: whole youth group and my parents and Pastor. Amen. Amen. What a blessing that is. That is a blessing. Thank you. Tony, speak. I call I call Tony senator because I think one day he's gonna be a senator.
3: Speak, brother. All right, well I would just like to uh speak about my parents and how no matter what, through all of us, they keep on praying for us. They keep on hoping that, you know, we've had a lot of them stray off the path, but they still stay faithful to the Lord. They still pray that one day we'll all come back and every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. And I'd just like to thank that they've really been uh, my rock about staying faithful for my brothers and sisters, and that's really been really Amen. helpful. Amen. In every home, and our home
0: was not different, that your children sometimes stray from the Lord before they ever come back. I, I must tell you how deeply I admire and respect what you have done. Amen. Deeply, deeply. And I'm not the only one. People that you don't know, that I know, that speak of you like that. You know, Ger- yeah, you know Gerald, he speaks of you like that. And, and they just simply can't believe it. Only eternity will show us and tell us. You're going to make me cry.
3: Um, I get a bit this one. Anybody else?
8: Patty Joy, I just want to say what an encouragement you are to me. From the two years ago when you first came over to my house and how you assisted me in the conversations we had. I know that we don't get to spend as much time together. Our lives are busy, or not to make excuses, but with everything you've been through, your drive to keep on keeping on and keeping the faith, you're such an encouragement for me, and I can't express, and the the words do not express what you mean to me, even though I know that I don't connect to you as much as I should just life we're busy but i just want to encourage you to keep on keep it on because you really are making a difference in lives my my prayer life has suffered a lot in the last years and god puts you on my heart constantly and because of that i am talking to him so much more and i just want you to know that you mean a, a lot to me and i really do love you
0: praise the lord Many here feel the same way that Patty's an encouragement. She's been through, huh? can I say, it? she's been to hell and back, basically, uh, three times, flatlined during surgery. So, uh, or should we say, to heaven and back, or whatever. I don't know which one. <laughs> I know which one it is. But uh, uh, so, uh, thank you for the encouragement that you are to us. Yes. Yes. Yes, Sister Dorothy and Sister Phoebe.
5: (laughs) Okay, so I I can't start with the ladies of the church because there's just too many to name, Mm -hmm. and y'all are all sisters and mean so much to me. But whenever I was almost 40, I was given this little blessing right here that I didn't know what I was going to do with. talk about a life changer and a life changer and um phoebe i cannot express to you how much that i love you you're not a perfect child and i'm not a perfect mother but you have been an inspiration to me um like i said not being perfect but by trusting the lord loving the lord trying to follow the lord and trying to listen to your parents, do what your parents ask you to do most of the time. That you inspire me to be a better mother, a better wife, a better Christian lady. Uh, and I, I just can't tell you how much I love you and how much I am blessed by you.
0: Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord!
6: <laughs> no, I was going to um, You're a good mom <laughs> You're a very good judge of character and um, I'm very glad that you're in my life Because I know that you could have not been and I'm very thankful for that And I'm thankful for God keeping you in my life and for your guidance um, as I grow. Um, and I'm very glad that I got to see the way you took care of her. <coughs> my grandmother, too, your Probably mother, was a very big influence on my life, being able to, to know her um, and to see the way that you and Dad took care of her. Um, I'm just thankful that... You've been my mom. I love you.
3: Amen.
0: Amen. We, we, obviously, we have limited time, but I'm just wondering if there is uh, uh, a wife who would like to speak blessing to a husband. Not all, not everybody at the same time. A wife, yes, Christina. And we, we, we won't linger, but just okay. want to
6: Okay, John, well, I just want to thank the Lord, first of all, for bringing us together. The circumstances weren't the best when we met, but God had a plan and a purpose for our lives. I want to thank you for, even in the storms and the struggles, for always striving after God's heart um, to make our lives better. Always leading us toward the Lord, leading us toward the Lord's ways and being a good role model, a good father, the best father to our babies. And I love you very much.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One more. Yes.
7: That's okay. <laughs> Steve. I can, I, you've heard me say this probably at least 100,000 times over the past 24 years. Thank you for 24 years of life with you, of sharing your last name. It's an honor to have the Phillips' last name, and I am so grateful to you and chiefly grateful to him. Thank you for being, my, thank you, thank you for being Boaz to this Ruth. When somebody else walked out of my life with my best friend, my best girlfriend, and wouldn't take me back, you were Boaz and said, I'll step up to the plate i'll i'll be a, I'll be the dad to the to your little girl, your little infant girl. I'll take on your bills that you were dumped with i'll I will be the man in your life and you've done a heck of a job baby. I love you so much. I love your faith. I love the things that you see that I don't see. You see the big picture when I just see a couple of trees, we've had this conversation before. Steve, I love you so much. You are a gift. You are a blessing more than you know. And thank you, baby. I love you.
0: Time is is ticking away. Uh, Then I want to pronounce a blessing over you, the church. Um, What a blessing that you are to me. You are the easiest congregation that I'm familiar with. Remember, as a pastor, I meet a lot of other pastors. Pastors talk. And every time... Now, I love you, and you're a great church to me. But just about every time when I talk to with another pastor, you just look better and better all the time. So, yeah, maybe I should have a few more conversations with other pastors or something. But sure, you're pretty special. And I, I tell I tell people... How easy you are to love. That yes a pastor is supposed to love his people. But I love loving you. This is not difficult for me. This is easy. Because you make it easy. And uh, I I just want to so honor you that way. And and, and speak God's blessing. And impart God's blessing in you and on you. uh, That you would believe that you are a good church. uh, And... A hospitable church, a warm church, a loving church, just the way a church ought to be. Not a perfect church by any stretch, uh, but, well, not perfect, but I can see perfect from where I stand. It's pretty close. So uh, let us pray together.